Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Good morning, everyone. Hello, and welcome to the start of a brand new week here. Northeast Wisconsin, we are so glad you have joined us. You're listening to Focus Fox Valley right here on WHBY. I'm Haley Tenpass. We are broadcasting from the Myron Construction Studios. It is absolutely gorgeous outside, and it's following one heck of a weekend as well. Hopefully you had a chance to get outside and enjoy it. Maybe today is your day. We're going to get a little inspiration throughout the next two hours here as we welcome in a few guests. But first, I want to say thank you to our sponsor of this hour, Sturdivant and Associates. You will find them in the old train station depot in Nina, 500 North Commercial Street. Carl and Eric, they are there for you. If you've got any questions at all about Medicare, Medicaid, um, life planning, they're there to help you out. And they work with you depending on your particular needs. No one's plan is the same. Let Eric and Carl kind of walk you through those steps and get the best plan available for you and your family. Medicare, Medicaid, again, you can call them at 920 920- 969-1956. Well, typically on this, what is it, the third Monday of the month, we are joined by Jane Lang, mayor of Nina. Jane, though, uh, pinch hitting uh, with a friend here today. And so we are joined, so excited to be joined by Michael Kading, who is the director of Parks and Recreation. Michael Good morning. Good morning. Happy sunshiny morning. Just a beautiful spring morning. I said there's no one more perfect to talk with after a great weekend than the director of Parks and Recreation. And I hope everybody got out and got to play. Yes, my goodness. Did you do anything fun over the weekend? <laughs> no, I uh, I had to do the the honeydew list. The, that, the yard that work, I, yes. That I do my own. <laughs> but then we took a good day of rest yesterday and just hung out and enjoyed what we got done on Saturday. Excellent. Well, we're going to talk all things Park and Rec here today with Michael. And if you've got any questions uh, regarding Parks and Recreation, some of the facilities in Nina, you can give us a call today. Michael is here for you. That number, 920-281-1150 on the Settlers Bank phone lines. And I'm sure since the show came out on NBC, you get a couple Parks and Rec jokes. Uh, any comparisons to Ron Swanson? <laughs> I, I am not Ron Swanson, but uh, absolutely. Um, I think every one of our staff members has re- watched the entire series of Parks and Recreation. When it first came out, some of my friends in Parks and Rec were, you know, they were kind of offended by the show. And I'm like, are you kidding me? We got a show named after our profession. Embrace <laughs> it and enjoy it. And, you know, and, uh, 
Yes, a lot of what happens in there goes on in uh, Parks and Recreation. Yeah, one of my absolute favorites. Uh, and it's, it's, I think it's, I don't think it's on Netflix anymore, but if it is, uh, it's a great one to watch. Uh, but we're going to talk, yeah, about Parks and Rec today and, and the ins and outs of, of the programs that they kind of facilitate, facilitate and coordinate. And speaking of facilities, we're going to talk about that. When sure. will the Nina Pool open? We'll get that date, hopefully, that. for our Absolutely. listeners as well. But first, Michael, I'm curious about your role with the department and how long you've been with the city of Nina? Sure. Been been with the city of Nina for six years now. Uh, we're heading into our seventh summer. So that's kind of how I gauge it. Summer is always our busy time mm-hmm. of year. And that's that's how we uh, measure our time with the Park and Recreation Department. Um, but I've been in the field since the early 1990s. Uh, grew up in Green Bay, went to school in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Um, Got into therapeutic recreation. That was where my heart desires working with uh, folks with disabilities and helping them to recreate, mm. and how important of that, uh, how important that is for folks that have some special needs. Then I made my way back to Wisconsin, city of Delavan, then on to the town of Menasha, and here for the last six years in the city of Nina. Fantastic! Give us an overview of what the Park and Rec Department kind of provides within the city of Nina, if you could. A lot, I'm <laughs> an sure. Over, an overview in 30 seconds or less, right? <laughs> We've um, got time, so take yeah. your time. Take well, your time. Yeah. You know, we'll start with the recreation programming. We we provide a year-round plethora plate of of recreation programs and opportunities for you know little guys on up to big guys. And then we move on into the park side. Obviously, there's the park maintenance. As I look out your window, uh, we could use some grass mowing, but maybe not because it's no. It's mow no mow may back there. I know yeah, we're uh, no mow maying. I should have remembered that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we provide all the maintenance services throughout the the parks, um, whether it's cleaning the restrooms, mowing the grass, trimming the trees, or yeah, well, trimming the trees. Trimming the grass and the edges, taking care of the bushes, the shrubs, the playground equipment, taking away the garbage. Um, that becomes <laughs> quite uh, intense after large events. And then our parks crew and side of things. Also, we oversee the cemetery, uh, the Oak Hill Cemetery, as well as the forestry um, operations in the city of Nina. Wow. It's extensive, to be honest, Michael. Yeah, and that's why you have to have good play, good folks in place to take care of all that business because one guy can't do it. Right, right. Uh, so you handle, I'm sure, when people call and say, "Hey, it's not looking like it's very clean over at, at, at you know the community park," that kind of stuff. Absolutely. In fact, uh, looking forward to our first dandelion call. Um, we we tend to joke in the office about, okay, when are we going to get our first tennis net? When are they going up? When are the restrooms opening? When are when are you guys going to mow the grass? And, and, you know, and, and each one of those, everything has a cycle to it. And, mm. and we, I hate to say it, but we, it's hard not to divert. It's hard to divert off that cycle. So, you know, our grass, we can only mow our grass once a week. And it's on a seven-day cycle, whereas a homeowner, hey, it's long today, and I want to go out. I want to go out and mow it today, and they can do it every three, four, or five days, whatever it means to them to have that nice-looking long. Um, we ask uh, bathroom facilities. You know, we can't open them before we can really ensure we're past that final heavy couple days of frost, or else we could have b- busted pipes, and that did happen to me in in, a, in another city, and and it's quite extensive when you have to tear out walls and replace them and replace plumbing. That's cinder block you're going through. Cinder (laughs) block and it's costly and it's timely and everybody's mad at you now that the bathroom isn't even open. 
Um, so there's always a cycle and a cyclical uh, process to everything. I will say that as a parent of, of littles, when the bathrooms open at the parks for the season, we are thrilled. We are Better so than the thrilled. porta potties. I understand <laughs> that, but we try. Yeah. Try to hit that month of April with the porta potties in those high volume areas. Yeah. I think one thing that we are so lush with here, though, in Northeast Wisconsin are our parks mm. and trails systems. Let's talk about some of the gems that the city of Nina has. Oh, I can't. Not just the city of Nina. I will agree with you. We're blessed in the Fox mm-hmm. Cities and Green Bay and in the state of Wisconsin having just great uh, open space, park space, and recreational opportunities. Some of the gems that we have in uh, the city of Nina is certainly, if I don't mention Kimberly Point, I probably will take be taken out and uh, be taken care of. Uh, but Kimberly Point is probably the gem of our park and recreation system. It's that point, excuse me, the, the pun, but it's the point where people can just go. They can take in sunrise, uh, have their cup, morning cup of coffee. They, they come out there for their lunch. Um, and even sun, uh, sunsets in the evening are, is a popular place. Riverside Park is another gem. We're celebrating 150 years of, of Riverside Park being dedicated as parkland. Mm. Um, certainly most people know it as Rocket Park uh, for the historic rocket slide that used to be there and the one that's there now today. Um, as you start to move forward and, and more of a new gem is the Loop the Lake Trail, the 3.5 mile loop that encompasses the village of Fox Crossing, the city of Menasha, as well as the city of Nina. I, I would say those are probably our top three gems, but you can't overlook Memorial Park. You can't look over Shattuck Park because, or um, Southview Park because they each have their own special unique niche and serve the the community in a different way. And you you'd mentioned earlier kind of a, a schedule system of, of keeping, mm-hmm. you know, the lawns mowed and, and mm-hmm. the trees trimmed. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about maybe that process and, and maybe how you schedule it or figure it out based on what needs to shine for each season. It's, well, I'm sure, intricate. Well, sure. We have a great park superintendent who, who really manages that day-to-day operation, and he's really in charge of setting that schedule. But Everything in parks is cyclical. You know, we come out of winter, you know, we've been you know, we've been plowing snow and, and well, maybe not this winter, not plowing snow as much, but there's still that's that winter season when we've got indoor work where we're taking care of picnic tables and the benches and getting everything ready. And then we come into spring and we're anticipating, all right, uh, that first weekend, full weekend in May is when we try to get the bathroom facilities open. But it takes to get through the entire system. It's not a week. It's about it's about a week and a half before we can get through every single facility and make sure nothing's leaking, nothing's broken, mm-hmm. um, and putting it all back together because we pull it all apart so it doesn't freeze and we have more problems come spring and then we flow into the mowing season and sometimes that starts in the end of April and sometimes it starts like the second week in May like it has this year Um, but we're immediately behind because we don't have our college students and our kids to come back and help us out Um, and I often tell people they get upset and they get angry and got all these dandelions all over the place and I'm going just give us two weeks to catch up and, and you'll have your green grass again. And, um, you know, there's that I can talk about, you know, dandelions. Some people love them. Some people hate them. And so we have to try to strike that balance. And, and, and so we try to do that. And then we go through summer and, we, you know, as we're prepping the pool and getting that ready. And then we got splash pads that we got to prep and get ready. And people were yelling at me on Friday, why aren't we opening the splash pads? Well, it's not just flipping a switch. It's not going, whoop, take the lever from one side of it from off to on. You know, we have to blow things out we have to clean things out we have to um, uh, get some of the antifreeze that's in the pipes out of the system and and get them ready to go and then we flow in the fall and you're mulching leaves and you're you know putting everything to bed and you're turning off the shelters and then in winter we're getting ice rings ready so it's always this just this cyclical thing that just flows around and we have to be 
you know, we, we, even though we get a hot summer day, you know, weekend like this past weekend, it's, again, we can't just flip the switch and turn on the splash pads. And you might not want them this weekend either. 57 and yeah. 60 for the weekend ahead. So uh, we hit, cer- certainly had a gem this past weekend. <laughs> you know, it's really funny if I can really quick is uh, we have lifeguard training this uh, coming weekend. Ah, yes. And I'm going... Why couldn't we have had it this past weekend? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the pool's getting filled, and we're going to get our, start getting our lifeguards trained and up and going, and yeah, it's not going to be a fun weekend. We're going to talk pools next, so Absolutely. stick with us. We're talking with Michael Kading today, Director of Parks and Recreation with the City of Nina. Phone lines are open, 920-281-1150, and we're headed to the pool next on WHBY. Well, if this song doesn't scream summer, I don't know what else is. And we're talking summer with Nina's Park and Rec Department. Michael Kading joining us here, Director of Parks and Recreation. I think this song plays during uh, one of my favorite movies, The Sandlot. Uh, And they visit the pool in that movie uh, on a very hot day. The pool's not quite open in Nina yet, not quite. But let's talk pools because this is obviously a sign of summer and something that you mentioned lifeguard training happening soon. Give us the update on, on where the pools sit so far this season. June 4th. June 4th. That's when we open. We'll look forward to seeing everybody out there. Our passes are being sold as we speak. Um, we've actually switched to an online program. So um, you get a little card just like you go to your gym membership and then that's you get your little bar code and you get to scan in and we're kind of trying to catch up with the 21st century so yeah the pool <laughs> pool is actually scheduled to be starting to be filled today it takes you know takes a day and a half two days to get filled and then we got to get the chemicals uh to the right level and then we got to start heating it so it it takes a good you know we talked about cycles earlier mm-hmm. and this is one of those cycles it just you have to flow through the system and then you start to bring on the drop slides and the, the the water slides, and then we bring in bring in the the splash pad features that are at the pool. Now we just don't turn them on and flip the switch. It's gotta it's gotta start be started up in the right sequence in order to take care of business. Yeah, I think families appreciate that things are are running smoothly and running co- correctly as well. Who fills the pool, by the way? Who uh, fills the pool? Yeah, do you just turn on the hose? Yeah, we just do. We okay. just put the half inch garden hose in there and <laughs> let it go. Uh, absolutely not. Our friends in the water department love us when we turn on the the, the pools and splash pad at this time of year because uh, we're paying for water to fill the pools. So, um, but no, we just that we have you know inlets and you know filter system that all has to be started up and recharged for the summer you mentioned lifeguards and we know that uh several area park and rec departments last year in particular this year perhaps looking mm-hmm. for lifeguards uh is there a shortage out there or what where are you sitting right now well, well let me talk about it from an inter- industry-wide standard um rather than just nina i would say a lot of the folks that um in 2020 did uh, did not open whereas we did open uh, we retained our our staff and all of our 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 part-time employees. So we kind of kept that system flowing into 21 and now into 22. Um, Whereas other folks that closed and didn't open, those kids that needed jobs to go to school uh, went and found found employment elsewhere. And that's why in 21, we saw such an industry-wide shortage of lifeguards. Um, We're continuing to see that uh, as an industry-wide. I'm talking state of Wisconsin, the United States. Um, so we are seeing a shortage of employees, just like everybody else is. Uh, there's a couple of reasons for that. One, you know, they 
kids that were in the system fell out of the system because sure. they went went and got other employment to it just we can't flip a switch and say hey we can we can pay you $15 an hour this year we have to go through again another cycle in business or municipality government um, we it takes us a year to get those wage scales shifted and, and adjusted accordingly so are you hiring for lifeguards? And if people are interested, perhaps? Uh, well, it's re- I asked the question right before I left the office today. Apparently, we're good to go right now. Uh, next week? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, but as of this moment, our, our really across the board, uh, from our part-time perspective, we're in good shape at the City of Nina Park and Rec Department. Uh, we could use some long-term seasonals in the park side of things but for the most part we're good to go if you like working outside i can't think of a better place to work than park and rack you know yeah i can't i can't either i you know and ultimately i'm going to retire someday and i still think i might go back and and sit on the mower and see what i was missing all these years sitting in a chair in an air-conditioned office Uh, but yeah like i said we're looking for some long-term seasonal guys and gals to help us out uh, maintain the park system that'd be awesome if someone out there is interested and while we are still kind of on the on the waterfront, yep. uh, I do want to ask about the splash pads. You mentioned them earlier. Yeah. As a parent of littles, these things have been just a, a lifesaver yeah. on those hot days. It is, and and in, in in some ways, they're just they feel safer. Um, I've Definitely. been a, I've been a parent of young children a long time ago in a galaxy far far away, but uh, I don't have that responsibility anymore. But I know I remember how I felt around pools and lakes and the anxiety I had as a parent. So the splash pads certainly an environment. You, you mentioned a five year old and a two year old earlier, perfect place for mm-hmm. them. You yeah. can come, you drop in for a half an hour, forty five minutes, and then you go home. And uh, that's what we found at Washington Park when we opened in 2018. We're on our third year now of being opened there. And and I was worried that the parking lot was not going to be enough or substantial enough. But again, folks come, they spend a half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, they go home. And, and it just flows like that all day long uh, from when we open at 10 o'clock till we close at 8 o'clock and turn off the water. And the same start date as the pools, June 4th for those? or um, No, we try to get those up and running by Memorial Day weekend, okay. the Friday of. Excellent. And then we do have another water play feature coming online this year at Shattuck Park. Um, I don't, I don't want anybody to think that's going to be a splash pad. I mean, it's not going to be this go there and hang out for the day or an, even an hour. It's, it's just water play features. So if you're there enjoying a concert, there you're there for the farmer's market. The kids can come get wet and go home and, the, and get mom and dad's car all wet and dirty. It's like those, those, those misters when you go to uh, <laughs> like, like Six Flags Read America. Yeah. You walk through those on a hot day. It's nice. Right. The, these are going to have gro- the Shattuck's going to have ground features and it's going to have three uprights, but it's not. That's it's not a big environment. It's really small and intimate. All right. We do have to take another break, uh, but when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the parks. If you're looking maybe to rent a space at a park, how you do that. Special events also to come and hopefully community garden checking in as well as we talk with Michael Kading, Director of Parks and Recreation with the City of Nina. Here's today's Garden Bite. Welcome back. Once again, we're talking with Nina Parks and Recreation today on this Monday. 
Michael Keating is with us, Director of Parks and Rec. And if you've got a question, 920-281-1150 is the number on our Settlers Bank phone lines. You know, I've got two kiddos uh, with summer birthdays. So the question is, where are we going to plan the party? Uh, Should we rent the space? Should we have it at home? Um, And I think there's a great argument for using uh, park and recreation facilities because uh, you don't have to clean much and well, maybe you do, but we don't. We just bring in some food and drink, and you got the park to play in and a lot of space. Uh, let's talk about maybe how that process works for people looking to maybe plan for a party of some sort. Certainly. We've got several seasonal shelters and as well as heated shelters. And I can tell you the majority of the heated and uh, uh, air-conditioned shelters for June are already booked with graduations and weddings. It's amazing. If you're not planning that out I'd say nine, ten months out ahead of time, you probably are not going to get a shelter in June. Cannot tell you how many people we've spoken to over the last couple of weeks. Really? You're booked already? Yep. Um, we do have some alternatives. We have some seasonal shelters which are just out there in the open. Um, there's not a lot of amenities to them, but they have picnic tables, and you can bring your crockpots and Nescos and, and still be outside, out of your house, putting the mess on the park yeah. and playing in the park. So uh, we do ask you to clean up a little bit. I was so. going to say, what's the expectation, though, from people uh, who are coming in and bringing, bringing their own stuff? You know, we, we, it's how you found it. Leave it that way or a little bit better. And that's really the expectation throughout the park system. When right. you come, you know, when I was growing, when my kids were growing up, we just always brought a grocery bag with us and we filled it up with garbage. We just tried to make it a little bit better than when we first came. That's a great uh, principle overall. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do they contact the Park and Rec Department if they're interested or what's Absolutely. the process? Absolutely. Give us a call and then 886-6060. Almost gave out my phone number. 886-6060. Don't call me because um, I'd have to run out to the young ladies in the front office who are way better at handling these sort of questions than I am. Fantastic. All right. So uh, speaking of special events, we do have a, a busy and packed summer. I actually just got the future Nina uh, summer concert series email in my inbox. Uh, but there is a lot going on in the summertime and, you know, Riverside Park uh, hosting a lot of those too. What can you tell us about maybe some events or dates to keep in mind? Well, let's just tell you, basically on Tuesday evening, you can go to the Nina Community Band concerts at Riverside Park beginning at seven o'clock. They're not every single Tuesday, so double check this the schedule. On Wednesday evenings, you can go to Shattuck Park and our friends at Future Nina sponsor a uh, concert in the park every Wednesday evening. Then Thursday at noon, again, our friends at Future Nina sponsor at Shattuck Park, a noontime concert. Um, And then we head into Riverside Players season and we have two shows, Savannah Sipping Society, June 22nd through the 26th and the Adams Family Musical, June 21st through the 24th and July 27th through the 31st. Most of those shows start at 8 o'clock with the exception of Sundays. With the exception of Sundays. And what a unique thing, I think, to have. Uh, The community band and the Riverside Players uh, speak to those and and the work it takes to put those performances together. Well, again, in the office, we joke around. We have an executive producer in our Park and Recreation office. He he claims he never went to college to be involved in theatrical plays and musicals. But here he is today. um, leading the way in the effort to have those two shows every year. We're back at it this year. Obviously, we had an absence in 2020, and in 21, we only had one of those uh, opportunities. So looking forward to getting back at it. Um, it is a different thought process. It's a different group of people that, generally speaking, parks and recreation people, we don't reach out to that that 
area of, of the community. And so it's awesome that we're 60 plus years of hosting Riverside players in Riverside Park. Well, it almost brings you back to a, a simpler time mm-hmm. and performances that were held outdoors since, yep. you know, the ancient Roman times, yeah. you know. Well, I love like I um, I'm responsible for the new community bands and I love that Tuesday evening in the park. It's it's I hand out the brochures. I get to interact with the folks. I get to joke around with the folks that bring food and never seem to offer me any. Um, maybe this year's your year. Maybe Mike. that's my year. Right. <laughs> maybe I'll get that Sammy's pizza slice. Um, all kidding aside. But I actually just really enjoy sitting there for an hour, just listening to the music, non amplified. Um, it's a wonderful community resource, a wonder, wonderful community band. No one's paid except for the band director. Everybody's there volunteer. There's young and old. Uh, we have kids that are just coming out of high school, want to continue to play music. Uh, do we have some much older folks that need some assistance getting up and down the chairs and or the stair, uh, the stairs to the stage? And uh, But it's a great way to give back to the community and also enjoy it. Yeah, make sure to check those out at Riverside Park, correct? That is uh, correct. Tuesday nights this that, summer. That is correct as well. All right. Uh, we do need to take one more break, but when we come back, we're going to touch on the community garden. Uh, pickleball. Also, I'm curious to hear if pickleball is taking off in, in Nina. And uh, we'll wrap up our park and recreation hour here with Michael on WHBY. Stick with us. Welcome back to Focus Fox Valley on WHBY. I'm Haley Tenpass. We're here talking with the Parks and Rec Department in the city of Nina, getting you ready for summer. Uh, and Michael Kading is with us again. Uh, a wealth of knowledge, of course, as Park and Rec Department Director. And we're going to touch on a couple of things here before our time is up. I know you had a couple of events you wanted to specifically oh. mention. And these are for the kids, which yeah. I love. I love. These are for the kids. And we're on our eighth annual Filthy Fun Run for Kids which is done in cooperation with the folks over at the Village of Fox Crossing. Um, the Filthy Fun Run for Kids is just a fun morning of watching the kids getting dirt, down and dirty and running a, an obstacle course through Ohauser Park. But look for us on Saturday 16th. Um, again, it's our 8th annual. We'd love, if you got a kid out there that wants to run an adventure course run, get signed up either at the Village of Fox Crossing or the City of Nina. Second event I'd like to just mention is the second annual Kids Annual Triathlon, August sixth um we basically hold it uh, right outside the nina community pool you do a couple laps in the pool head out you get to run along the lakeshore avenue trail that's been recently installed and then also come back to the pool and then go bike on that same uh area again and and come back to the pool for a funny fun morning of watching kids get healthy and active Mm -hmm. awesome triathlons are 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 no easy feat too so Mm -hmm. you know that's a cool thing to see your kids do and complete and the accomplishment of it all i'm sure lots of big smiling faces. I want to ask you, Michael, about uh, the community gardens yep. and kind of how that fits in with the park and rec world. 
Well, it's 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 a unique feature um, within a park and recreation system, and certainly we want to promote and opportunities for folks that don't have the space to garden at their own homes or their apartments, and then they can get out and they can grow their own fruits and vegetables, whatever it might be. Um, we actually, through kind of a unique situation, inherited the uh, community gardens that we have near the police department, uh, the Twin Oaks Gardens. Um, through our donation um, from the Kimberly Clark Corporation, who donated the land for the the dog park, the community gardens was also on that property. Um, so we inherited that operation, um, even though we don't over, oversee it. Um, the Twin, o- Twin Oaks Gardens folks oversee it, and we just work cooperatively to help them out, and they just take care of business. Excellent. All right. We're mar- marching through these now. Pickleball. Let's talk pickleball, the pickleball. nation's you know fastest growing sport, believe yeah, it or not. You bet. Um, pickleball is. And, and, and basically, I think 15 years ago or so, uh, our friends in the park and recreation world here in the Fox Valley started seeing that as a need. People were going to Florida, going to Arizona, and they're coming back and they wanted to play this game pickleball. Even though pickleball is o- over 55 years old, it just hadn't made its way here. And so as we slowly started to recognize the need, I always make fun of us in government that we're uh, the sea turtle clan that it just takes us a long time to get there but ultimately we do and and so we started to see um, overlay courts just on tennis courts and now we're seeing individual segmented and and separate courts dedicated solely to the purpose of pickleball currently in the city of Nina we have two excuse me four dedicated courts uh, two at Washington two at Doty uh, and we have two overlays at Green Park uh, but we have a pickleball league. We have pickleball skills and drills. We have uh, leagues for beginners. We have le- leagues for more intermediate and advanced players. Um, the real advanced players, we don't see much because they they find their own folks and play. Okay. And as far as, you know, reserving a space to play pickleball, do you ask that people, you know, follow a schedule? Is it kind of first come, first serve? What's the protocol? Just like tennis, it's first come, first serve. However, we do ask, you know, hey, if you've been there an hour and someone shows up and wants to play, you know, you know, can see or uh, turn over the court to somebody else that wants to play as well. Be considerate. Yeah. Yeah. Be considerate. It's just just like tennis. It's a considerate gentleman's sport. They both are. Excellent. Uh, you mentioned, though, leagues and things. Mm-hmm. And one thing we didn't get to touch on really were some of the, well, activities uh, happening, classes offered this summer. Uh, what can you speak of that's going on if people are looking to join a league or an activity or a class? Here's what I can tell you. Spring is filled. So mm-hmm. you, if you would like to participate in summer or fall, um, you'll need to get on the list uh, fairly quickly. Again, please contest, contact us at the Park and Recreation Office. Excellent. Another thing on our list to talk about, uh, updating on the dog park. You know, we have our our, our parks for our human friends, but our furry friends, too, looking for their own spaces. Absolutely. Um, Again, I mentioned earlier that this was uh, acquired through a donation by the Kimberly Carp Corporation. And uh, unfortunately, we went kind of live and active with the, hey, we're receiving this land. And it took us six months to get it deeded over to us. And and then it was November. And and really, we couldn't work on it till the next year. And um, 
unfortunately, you know, we got the we got the fence up, so folks are excited they can go play. But uh, we all we recognized early on that there's some drainage issues. There's some other things that we need to address. Um, we will be addressing some of the concrete and entrance issues yet this year, adding a water fountain. But we also know that we've got to address some of the drainage issues, and we hope to do that this year. And so we just ask everybody to continue to be patient with us. Um, we know you want to get your furry friend outside, just like all of us. We want to get out when it's nice and run and play and have some fun. Uh, it's just it, there's there's some things that we need to do there yet, and we, we promise we're going to continue to work at it and get it done over the next couple of years. All right. Well, with all that being said, you know things pop up. People see an issue or have a question, they want to get in touch. What is the best way to maybe file a claim or uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> with app uh, with uh, Nina Park and Rec? <laughs> well, hopefully you're not filing a claim because that means something really sure. bad happened, and we 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 hope to not do that. But we do it. We we ask our our residents we ask our folks if you see a problem in the parks you're our best eyes and ears uh, in any park system I, I i don't care if it's the city of nina city of appleton Menasha, nina kakana it doesn't matter if you're out in the park and you see an issue please take that opportunity to, to pick up the phone uh, reach out to and leave a message with us um, and, and and then we can then we have a chance to go solve that problem um i know our friends on facebook like to raise problems but it doesn't really solve anything because if you don't get it into my hands or you don't get it into one of my staff's hands uh, we we can't address that um we try to be out and about and we have a great park staff we have a great recreation staff who tries to take and a look at the entire environment uh, but we miss things and and we need help yeah. So if people want to get in touch, uh, should they call? Should they send an email? What's the best way to communicate with uh, you and your team? I always, I prefer phone. Just pick up the phone and call us. And that's probably the easiest way. Uh, email is also good. Um, that's the second best way. And it, it eventually makes its way to the right person. Excellent. And I see you also have a summer booklet in front I of you. Where do. can people pick those up if they want to catch up on all the things happening in the hey, city of Nina? If you're traveling by uh, 211 Walnut Street, stop in at City Hall, second floor, give us a, a buzz and you can get a book. Excellent. Well, Michael, it's been a pleasure to talk with you today. I'm so thrilled that you were able to sit in for Mayor Lang. So thank you so much. Excellent. I'm glad uh, glad to be here. It was a pleasure to chit chat and I can't believe an hour went by already. I told you it would go fast. You did. All right. Well, summer is just around the corner uh, and we're looking forward to uh, doing some fun things with the city of Nina. Thanks, Michael. Awesome. All right. Michael Kading, the director of the Parks and Recreation Department in the city of Nina. Stick with us. Hour number two coming right up. We're talking the next step with Care Patrol of the Fox Cities. And I have a few recipes to share as well. All that coming up in hour number two. Your CBS and local news updates are straight ahead. This is WHBY. Sunlight hurts my eyes. Good afternoon and welcome back for our number two of Focus Fox Valley. We're all about conversations that highlight the people, the organizations, the causes that help our community to thrive. 
We're so glad you have joined us on this sunshine-filled Monday. A first alert forecast check-in coming in about 30 minutes or so. This portion of the show brought to you by Bon Voyage Boutique Travel in downtown Nina. They are locally owned and operated and truly are there to help you take that vacation. You deserve it. Stop putting it off, whether it's a Mediterranean cruise, a European getaway, or staying domestically here in the United States. Jeff and his team can help you find the perfect trip that you'll be talking about for years. And you can call them at 920-725-2880 for more details. Also, a quick reminder to support local business and save some money, too, with WHBY's Big Deals. Over at WHBY.com, you can click the Big Deals link and buy gift cards and certificates up to 30% off. If you're looking to travel, we've got Premier Limousine Service or the Breast Western Premier Bridgewood Resort Hotel. Some great deals for you and an easy way to shop local and save some money. It's all with WHBY's Big Deals. Right now, though, to kickstart the second hour of the show, we're giving you the next step. And it's with Care Patrol of the Fox Cities. Michelle Graff, owner here, certified senior advisor with Care Patrol of Northeast Wisconsin here in the Fox Cities, joining us for the next step. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Haley. How are you? Great. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. It's beautiful outside once again. It's perfect. We've enjoyed it. We've enjoyed it. (laughs) We've got a really good topic for today. And... uh, all about independence and independent living. Talk with us about why you chose this topic for today. Well, I think it's really important. People have, there's a lot of misconceptions out there about senior living and what that really means. Um, You know, a lot of times when people say senior living, they think it's, you know, their grandmother's nursing home. Um, But, you know, the industry struggled with this for many, many years. There's all sorts of independent living. Um, There's independent living where um, seniors can move together and there's literally no services. It's just an apartment building where people live who are senior citizens um, all the way through um, different levels that actually offer some services and some uh, a, a greater sense of community. So um, it's really a range and I just think it's important for people to understand that. Um, and so I wanted to share some information about what senior living really means today. Do you think there's still a little bit of a stereotype that when you think about senior living or that next chapter that it's immediately placing in in a nursing home I mean I think I, I think it's a stereotype yes but actually I think there's a lot of confusion out there um, somewhat brought on by the industry itself I mean it, it's it's still surprises me that you can drive around this community and drive past a building that says senior living and so one would intuitively think it's just a place for seniors to live independently when some of those places are actually assisted livings, and some of them are even memory cares, late stage memory cares. So, you know, it, you know, the industry's created some of its own confusion by overusing terminology like that. There's a lot of gray area. You're saying there definitely is. <laughs> Interesting. So, where should we begin on this? Um, you know, from your perspective, where does one begin if they're considering even exploring the world of senior living? Well, I I thought I'd share just a couple of things that I hear. Um, some some of the things that cause uh, hesitation to considering senior living. So I'll hear people say things like, you know, I'm too young. Um, I I don't need help. Um, maybe they'll say, I'm, I'm never going to a nursing home in the same context. Um, they maybe have a pet, a dog or a cat or a mm-hmm. bird, and they say, well, I can't leave my house because of that. Um, and um, I won't be independent because somebody will be watching me. Um, they might say, 
Um, I won't be able to do my gardening, which is so important to me. Um, or perhaps it might be too expensive. You know, that, that's a that's a big argument. Or there's also concerns about garages and parking and how far away will my car be from me um, that we hear a lot. Um, and 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 some of the some of these concerns can be true in certain circumstances, but actually. There's workarounds to all these things. <laughs> so I was telling Michelle uh, when I was in college. That's around the time that my my grandpa entered a, a well an independent living facility, basically, and a senior living facility. And when I went and visited him for the first time, I said, "Grandpa, you kind of." are in a dorm room setting, just like me, almost. <laughs> it was a little interesting because it it seemed a lot like, you know, the dorms. He had community. He had activities. He was still going to his, you know, to play cards. Uh, he was still golfing. You know, he still had his vehicle. Um, but he was in a space that, you know, wasn't his own home. An independent, you know, a set aside from, you know, kind of a dorm facility almost. It was mm-hmm interesting to compare it to what I was experiencing in college <laughs> right no it, it, it and and there it, there are some similarities right because you're in a community with other seniors your peers which can be really important um, and then you know today when we talk about senior living I mean sure there's you know you said a dorm so it kind of probably gives people a perception of just maybe more like just a studio apartment or something but actually there's some huge one bedroom and two bedroom apartments that are out there you know really significant square footage that um, might be relevant um, and, and important to somebody who has is struggling to downsize. Mm-hmm. So interesting. It, yeah, it was a funny comparison uh, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, like you said, a lot of gray area. Um, do we have a lot of different options for maybe that first step in in senior living in our area? Well, I mean, right. I mean, if somebody just is ready to to downsize other home, and I've got you know some questions, like I've got a list of seven questions that that you might want to ask yourself if you're ready for senior living. But, you know, when you think about what's out there, when it comes to senior living, truly independent senior living, there's so many different options because you have communities where they're set up more like almost like duplexes, Mm -hmm. you know, so that kind of addresses that garage issue. Sometimes people just feel like it's so important for their garage to be right next to their living space as opposed to like underground parking in a a complex. Um, And then there are um, senior independent living facilities that are more like apartment buildings where there's an elevator and multiple floors and community rooms and things like that where, where people can get together and have social time. Um, and some people just like that more because they have a little more um, sense of community with the common hallways and the common space. Um, and a lot of these places, I mean, because they are independent living, people do have a lot of choices. You know, you can bring your pets. That's okay. Um, and, and, you do, and you do have perhaps some uh, sign garden space. Um, it is a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sense of communal living, but it also gives you some additional options. We're talking with Michelle Graff here today with Care Patrol of the Fox Cities. And you mentioned those seven questions. Uh, Let's get to those after the break. So stick with us. We're helping you kind of navigate independent living here. Part of the next step with Care Patrol of the Fox Cities on WHBY. Once again, welcome back. We're taking you through the next step with Care Patrol of the Fox Cities. Michelle Graff is with us, the owner and certified senior advisor with Care Patrol. And uh, we're talking about 
independent living today and truly when you might be ready for it, because it might surprise you what is out there to offer. And there's a lot. There's a lot to offer. You've got seven questions you might want to ask yourself here uh, to see if you're ready for senior living. I love this. All right. Let's do this. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Question number one. Do I still want to take care of my own home? If it were up to me, I'd probably be living in senior living myself. Um, But my husband still likes to take care of the house. Um, um, You know, think about where you're living. You know, I mean, it's so important. You've, you know, perhaps you've raised your family there, lived there for a long time. That's your home. And there's a lot of sentimental value. Um, But kind of the offset to that is thinking about the 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 time and energy it takes to maintain that home um and it's you know a lot of it's the 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 daily maintenance right cutting the lawn or shoveling the snow in the winter or um you know keeping the place cleaned um replacing driveways and appliances that break and you know replacing a roof i mean it takes a lot of time and energy and um and sometimes it just gets to the point where i'd rather have more personal time to do the things i enjoy than to have to worry about taking care of this house and this Mm. yard, which can be daunting. Um, It's a great question to ask. Yeah. The second question um, that I, that I, that I have um, is to ask, you know, am I old enough? Right. You know, um, I'm 55. So technically I'm going to share this with you. Senior, a lot of senior living starts at 55. That's the minimum age to be able to move into those communities. Some are 62, um, but 55 is not unheard of. And, you know, if, you, if you're, you know, that feels a little young when I, when we think about senior living, but today there's just so many options that are out there. Everything from a traditional apartment building to the duplex style to there's a brand new pocket community that that's in um, the Ashgash area now, which is just small houses surrounding common courtyards. So it's a real sense of community. And these are all aimed at, um, at, at seniors um, and, and making their lifestyle um, a little more social, a little bit more accessible. Um, and, um, so they're not climbing stairs and, um, and facing some of the challenges that they may face at home. Okay. Third question on your list. All right. Do I spend too much time alone? Mm -hmm. Um, social isolation is really a major issue for aging adults. Um, it's it's a it's as important factor is eating healthy and getting exercise. You have to connect with people. We're social beings, um, and so um, it's an opportunity to live in a community with people like you, like-minded people. Some seniors um, they might only get visits from family, from their children or their grandchildren. Um, getting into a community where they have peers they can connect with can really increase the quality of their life. Um, and having friends and neighbors just down the hall, especially in winter when we get so isolated. We don't even want to leave our houses. Um, It's just a real value add. Um, In most communities, um, some of them will actually have um, community-sponsored events and activities, painting and um, bingo and um, you know, they might bring in live music. And, and some communities are more the, the residents themselves lead activities. And it might just be something as simple as coffee and donuts, you know, a few times in the morning. Those things are all meaningful, and it's a really neat way to connect with others and make new friends. I can agree with that. It, just being our with our move, we found such a wonderful neighborhood that we've moved into, and we we have that sense of community, and it makes a difference. Right, it makes a difference. That's yeah. great. And you're with peers. With you know, peers. there's probably mm-hmm. other families with young children, and you can really have that bond. So. 
how much space do I need? You know, people think about, oh my gosh, I've got I've got all this stuff in my house, and how will I ever downsize? Well, that can be daunting. I get that. Um, you don't have to necessarily worry about that. There's all kinds of services that can help you do that today. But senior independent apartments can be anywhere from you know, 700 square feet, all the way up to 1500 square feet or more. I mean, it just depends on on what your budget is and what you need. Um, And it's not necessarily more expensive, you know, than renting your house, which kind of leads into the next point is how long can I afford? Um, Whether it is how long can I afford to live in my house or how long can I afford um, senior independent living? Um, A house is not free, even if your mortgage is paid. You know, thinking back to those maintenance things, I mean, uh, replacing a roof is in the tens of thousands of dollars, um, replacing driveways, you know, maintaining the exterior, replacing lawns, you know, all these things take time, money and resources. So really living at home um, is not free, even if your mortgage is paid off. Insurance, that's another huge factor. And um, we always hear about um, uh, property taxes continuing to go up. Um, So it can really get expensive. And um, right now your house is worth a lot of money, right? Everybody's looking for houses right now. So if you were ever thinking about selling, it would be actually a really great time <laughs> to, to consider moving into some senior independent living. Um, so even if you're not ready, it's certainly something that I think is worth exploring and um, asking questions about. Um, anybody from my team could always answer questions about what's out there and what does it look like and how would that fit into to an individual person's budget or lifestyle. Um, and we'd be happy, happy to share that. Well, and I think that's a natural question for folks to kind of ponder. I don't even know where to begin or I don't even know what types of facilities are out there. Well, right. that's where Care Patrol comes in, you are knowledgeable of all the spaces, all the new neighborhoods, mm-hmm. every little place that we have that is catered for seniors. Uh, and we're so lucky to have you. That's great. Yes, you're you're absolutely right. We're able to kind of connect people to the right places. Like I said, it's so confusing. You know, even if you're driving around and you see a sign that says senior living or retirement community, you don't necessarily know what that means. It's nuanced. So we can get you we can get you past the sign yeah. to understand what's there and if that is a fit for what you're what you're seeking. So Michelle, let's uh, give people the information then if they're looking to get in touch with Care Patrol or if something today has maybe struck a chord with them, how do they get in touch? All they have to do is give us a call. Our number is 920-428-0827 or they could check us out at carepatrol.com. Fantastic. Well, Michelle, always great to talk with you. Thanks for helping us navigate the next step. And uh, we'll connect again in June. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Haley. Thanks, Michelle. Michelle Graff and the next step with Care Patrol of the Fox Cities once a month here on WHBY. All right. Let's talk weather. Our first alert forecast coming up next right here on WHBY.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.